located somewhere in the depths of the 614. Here's your host, Rick Gethin. Howdy, stranger. Holy cow, it's a new year, but it's the same old podcast. Not really that old. We're not quite a year old yet. The Cat Club Podcast on the air. I'm your host, Rick Gethin. Coming up February 3rd. And with a huge thanks to our sponsors, CD102.5 and Randy Malloy, and Josh Kibbe at Kibbe Context Entertainment, we're throwing a birthday party and you are cordially invited to join us at the Big Room Bar. Five bands... We're going to be releasing our first compilation album that day. 18 bands on that. 18 tracks, nine of which are unreleased, have never been heard before. We're going to have raffles. We're going to have giveaways. The band's performing at the show. We Are the Movies, Orion and the Constellations, Red Skylark, featuring former members of Ass Pony and Black Owls, Lizard McGee doing a solo set, and headlined by Columbus... MC hip hop legend Illogic. You want to be there? It's ten dollars to get in the door. Remember, February third. Be there. Join us for a fun celebration and a big old birthday party. Am I hallucinating here? Just what in the hell do you think you are doing? Well, I think that we're just going to have a fun, fun show here because today, to kick off two thousand eighteen. As we uh, partake in some adult beverages mm. and watch the, uh, well, the snow's not really falling anymore out the, the studio window here, but it is cold as hell out there. But today I have in the studio, joining us here for the Cat Club Podcast, Lou Walter of the Ragoons. Hello. Lou. Hello, Rick. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming in, man. Thanks for having me. You have cute dogs. <laughs> the studio mutts are, uh, they're, they're <laughs> magical little animals. They're friendly. Yes, they are. Very much so. Um, let's start off with, uh, you, you're from Northwest Ohio, outside of, uh, you said like 30 minutes or so outside of Findlay. Yes, sir. Um, town, a town, little town called Cary. is where it was all born. <laughs> where the Lou was conceived. I think so. <laughs> um, and you and, I mean, let's, let's back up a little bit. The Ragoons, the band, mm-hmm. it's you and Ashton Bjorling. And yes, you, you sing and play guitar, mm-hmm. and Ashton bangs on the drums. Yes, he does. Um, performs the percussion. Uh, and you and Ashton have known each other since you were like kids, right? Well, Carrie's a very small town, uh, so we all went to school together. And, uh, you know, we're all the families are all friends. Everybody knows each other. Extremely small classes in school. Ashton and I have been friends since the beginning, really. And then uh, so we started learning music from his father at a very early age, and uh, he started training us. And one of my like first memories is like hanging out at Ashton's house, and George, his dad George, has like these full Marshall stacks, and it's midnight, and we're trying to watch a movie, and there's people upstairs sleeping, but George is just sitting on this couch with a Marshall stack in front of him, just cranking out garage rock tunes at midnight. You know, I mean, you so. can't beat Marshall stack for for basically blowing out windows and eardrums and whatever else. When it comes down to it, I. If you, if you're trying to purvey that power, it's the way to go, especially at midnight. Of course, <laughs> of course. Now, how would you describe the ragoon sound? Well, I know how I would describe it, but yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. Well, it's ever changing, you know, and, and uh, because there's so many options these days, and and uh, we've gone through some member changes and some lineup changes recently and in the past, so it's definitely always evolving. And um, I've always known that I've written in the in somewhat of the psychedelic realm. 
Um, but it's all kind of based on different historical events. And um, I think that the places that those events have taken uh, place at, you know, have kind of inspired the sound for each of the tunes. Sure. And there's a f- there's a few that I've just sat down, you know, and I've written have came to me that are more in like the garage rock style and lo-fi. I think lo-fi is a, a good way to put it. And uh, some of it's pretty raw and it delves into, you know, some older punk stuff and to Prague. Um, I ha- I've always had a trouble like pinning a, a title to the to the sound. So I came up with a while uh, a one a while back and it was a Black Swamp Earth Rock. And uh, we're from the Black Swamps, and that's where we grew up, and that's some of the first inspiration for me writing music. So, yeah, I think I, I'm just going to leave it at that. Well, I've got to leave it there. Well, I think Black Swamp Earth Rock, I mean, it really does speak to, to the sound that you have. Like, I, I saw you for the first time um, last summer, 2017, mm-hmm. summer 2017, mm-hmm. uh, and you, you did one of your rock operas, and you've got three, and we'll talk about those later yep. in the show. But that night, I mean, it was just, I heard a sound that I hadn't heard around here locally. And it, it reminded me of that, you know, my formative years back in the 70s as a kid and going through my dad's albums and listening to these these hard rock and, and prog rock bands and, and bands from, from Britain like Wishbone Ash, yeah. um, which I totally love. Mm-hmm. Um, a very underrated band, just in my humble right. opinion. Um but you know, I was hearing all these little different things in your music, and what struck me was that it's different than what everybody else is doing around here. Um, and that's, to me, that's that's huge to be able to do your own thing and stick with it, stick to your guns, because you really, you know, so many people want to chase a trend and, and yeah, whatever yeah. and do what's popular and that kind of thing. But I think that happens a lot in this in the city, you know, in that local scene, and mm-hmm. I. Um, you know, we feel welcome here, and we've made a, so many friends, and uh, we've played at a lot of venues, and uh, you know, met a lot of new people, and been exposed to so many new ideas. But I think we came we came to Columbus as a group, as this group of people, and we had already been playing for all these years together. And, you know, we we came down here as a three piece, and then we were a four piece, and then a three piece, and then a two piece, and then a five piece, and then you know, we we just keep rotating all the time, but keeping sure. the same core. You know, for different because I'll write for different groups of people, but I think coming to Columbus as as that group, we already ha- I already had that like idea in mind, and everybody else was kind of on the same page. So we didn't come, I, you know, I didn't come here by myself and find some people around that were already doing this or that, and we play together or form this or you know fit in in any way. We right. came down here as as this idea already and to purvey that idea and I think that's that's why me you know we're not outsiders but I think that's why we're different and not worried about fitting in so much and that's a really good thing but you know what we need to play some music because this Let's is hear the it. Let's hear podcast it. I'm going to start off with one of my favorite tracks of yours that I hear that influence of mountain from the 70s this is the shooting gun by the Vergoons.
The Shooting Gun by the Ragoons on the Cat Club Podcast. We have Lou Walter in the studio with us. Lou, that's a fantastic song, and that really does remind me of that late 60s, early 70s era mountain. Well, thank you. That was, um, that's actually, that's part of the, one of the rock operas, the Bison Plains. Um, that, that one's good. Yeah, The Shooting Gun, and that's about a, uh, um, it's about a chase, um, a man's being chased, but I mean, we'll talk. We can talk about that story later because that's a longer one, I, I think. But uh, that was uh, is, that one is inspired by me um, by a trip I took out west, mm-hmm. and I was out in uh, Utah in Ruby Canyon. I just saw all this in front of me, and the music came to me in the feel, like that galloping sort of thing. Oh, it's sure. just, you know, but it's strange because it has that repeating part over and over. But it's meant to be dynamic and get bigger and bigger and have that explosion at the end and more of an elation. So. It was more. It's more of a planned out uh, piece that means something to me, I suppose. Now it's not a riding off into the sunset type of song at all. It's, no, it's, it's a building chase up, and a building capture. up to yeah. To uh, somebody is going to get hurt at that point. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, before we uh, jump into our first break, we uh, I, I did want to ask you real quickly about uh, Nick Lance is your manager. Yes, sir. Um, how did you hook up with him? He saw us at the uh, uh, ninety six East. And uh, after that, he suggested we go back, and he was going to film it and all that, and we ended up releasing that with him. And uh, he's our manager. He's a great fellow. He's done a lot for us. He's incredibly handsome, might I say. For all you single ladies for all, out and there. And he's single, I think. He's <laughs> handsome and tall and blonde. If, he's if a tall he's drink not, we're of water. screwed at this point. Yes, he's, <laughs> he's a tall drink of water <laughs> or coffee or something. I don't know what he is. Good Lord, we're, we're pimping managers out now on the Cat Club Podcast. <laughs> Uh, this this could get scary. Now you alluded to live at ninety six E, which uh, we're going to play some more songs sure. in the show here, and some of those songs are going to be from that EP live at ninety six E. Um, I talked with I've talked with Nick a few times uh, since I first saw you, and real good guy has uh, some good plans, and sounds like you're in good hands. He's a good man with Nick. He's a good man. But this music signifies that we have to take our first break. We'll come back on the other side. More music, more tales, more rock operas. He's Lou Walter. I'm Rick Gethin. This is the Cat Club Podcast. Hi, Tom Bodette using this streaming music format to fulfill my lifelong dream of being a 50s radio DJ. Here goes. Hey, guys and gals, this is Tombo spinning the platters that matter at number six on your motel dial. Get a clean, comfy pad for the best deal you ever had. Just say, we'll leave the light on for you. The phrase that pays less. Man, that was fun. Book now at motel6.com or on your smartphone. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Man, I might just chill tonight. Puppy monkey baby. 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 Mountain Dew Kickstart. Do juice caffeine. Puppy monkey baby. If it rocks. It rocks. We're back. The sweetest smelling podcast in the world, the Cat Club Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Gethin. With me in the studio, Lou Walter of the Ragoons. A black swamp earth rock vibe. Indeed. <laughs> Middle Earth. The hobbits would love you. They do. I've talked to them before. <laughs> At least they would look like them anyway. Um, from your Facebook page, before we get talking uh, rock operas here, because I really want to kind of go deep on that. Uh, from, from your Facebook page, uh, under the About section, I had I, I laughed so so hard at this. Um, but it, it fits with the Ragoons and, and your sound and everything. Under the About page, it says, uh, Original Great Lakes Garage Rock, slathered in echoey sex. Yep. <laughs> Indeed. It's, uh, I thought it was fitting. And it, in so many of our parts, there's, a, there's an analog and an old a classic... Uh, uh, 
analog delay that I use. It's a tape echo. And I put that in a lot of stuff. And early on, I think I was overdoing it, um, but I really liked it. Right. It uh, it sounded good. So I've toned it down these days, but that's where the echoey sex comes from. Because there's always, like, you can hear it in everything that we do and record. There's always, like, this little back, there's always background, you know, of always, oh, sure. like, filling it up of sure. that. Sure. So that's just a that's just a hint at, towards that uh, machine that I use. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, let's let's jump right back into the rock operas. Okay. Um, last summer when I saw you at the summit, uh, you did portions. You didn't do the whole rock opera. You did portions of we did the ancient machine, right? Yeah, we did. That was at that point. That was the whole ancient machine. Okay. Uh, the ancient machine is only about twenty minutes long. The Bison Plains, that one can be anywhere from 40 to over an hour. Um, that's like go, within the rock operas and stuff, you know, we, I got, I just didn't dig that three minute, three, four minute, like song, pop song structure that I see happening so many times. I'm like, sure. So, in, I just see these shows where it's, the bands go out and they'll play 15 songs. Okay, well, you get, you know, each song is this whole different animal in itself. So you people, they get rolling on that song. People get into that. You create that mood. And by the time you, you communicate to that people, it's over with. You know, and then you're, and then the music stops. Like, the sh- you're there to see music at the show, but, the, but then it stops every four minutes. The groove stops, you know? Right. So then you're standing there like, okay, maybe you got some banter to throw in. You want to sell your stuff. Okay. But we can't, you know, you're there to play music, you know. And I, th- I think with, for me anyway... Within being the performer, as soon as we could get going on on something that I you know would really start getting into that mindset and do that, the song's over. Sure. Or those parts are over. I just feel like you in that song structure. Uh, you go out and you just slam it out, and there's no time to actually put any put any feeling into that or like change things up how you want it to be. Oh, you're riffing on a vibe. Yeah, sure, you know? sure. And it, you know, but it's sure they've been it's been done so many times in that structure really really well also so i'm not don't get me wrong here oh yeah i mean you're not you're not not, like trashing no three minute long song it just wasn't working for me anymore right and the way i was writing i just i felt that i had i have kind of moved on from that in some ways because the things i wanted to say and the ideas i wanted to get across they're they're deeper than just a couple lines of words or a little bit of music and i've started you know we've always been more uh musical based rather than vocal based sure so I wanted to maybe use like the different parts of music to convey that instead but uh, it all comes from the concept that we have uh, developed we've you know uh, we've created this world that we can endlessly draw inspiration from there's this man uh, called the gray man and he's the collective uh, conscious and memories of everything that's ever happened in this world and any other world that's ever existed so it's pretty broad, you know. Oh, sure. Pretty broad. Sure. So, so we created this gray man, and he's and he's in a battle. He's between, that's why he's gray. He's between the black and the white, the light and the shade, the whisper to the thunder, you know, the yin and the yang. He's stuck in the middle, and, like, life and death are battling over this guy, and that's why he's in this limbo. So all of these experience and memories that he's had, we can write off of this man. And uh, so the ancient machine, that's based off, the gray man's experiences with a jealous lover, and he was in this town, and he awoke this giant to come destroy mm-hmm. the town. You know, but he came in, and uh, he regretted his decision, so he, in that, he woke the machine, and it, you know, pulled these ropes up. The giant trip, the bison plains. That's a western story about a man who comes from Europe in 1863. He's captured by the Comanches, Kiwana Parker, um, out on the plains around Texarkana. He captures the escape. That one's on film. That'll be out. The next, the, the Tractor Factory is the third rock opera in this in this it kind is. Of series, right? It is, and, and this is one I'm working on uh, now, and uh, I'm about to ready. I'm about ready to do a um, a cold weather exposure experiment. So, the Tractor Factory is based off the sniper Vasily Zaitsev, his experience in the Battle of Stalingrad in World War II. So, nice. so many men were killed from exposure at, just in that battle. You know, one of the worst winters on record there. Uh, so. I know where some abandoned buildings are, and I'm getting ready to uh, figure out when it's going to be really, really cold. I'm going to head out by myself, and I'm going to spend a night in one of those buildings. And I'm just going to see—I'm going to see how cold I can get. 
you know, really stand up, but I'm going to, I'm determined to stay the whole night through, but I'm just trying to really get sure. into the uh, mindset so I can get some writing done for that one. I'm just, it seems silly, but I'm going to see how far I can go and I'm just going to throw myself into maybe some of what those guys felt at that time. Oh, this is, I mean, it's method acting for music. Yeah, exactly. At this point. Exactly. And I've, you know, and that's why that song structure doesn't work for him, for me so much anymore. Sure. You know, well, you have to immerse yourself in the story. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And I'm just I'm just trying to get on the same page and and be able to. You're right. It's method. It's method acting, and I'm just trying to get into that method acting with a guitar. Exactly. <laughs> and with uh, you know the Bison Plains, I was out west for quite a while, and I saw where basically you know where this story takes place, and that's where it all came together. So sure, trying to keep it moving there, I guess. Well, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, and you found a a structure that works for you, but you know. We need to play some more music. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. What do we um, got? From your EP, Live at 96E, this is the first track, 17, and it's the number. It's a little bit of an intro. It's an intro track. It sounds good. There I like you it. go. This is The Ragoons. at 96E, that was the Ragoons and 17. With us in the studio, Lou Walter Lou. Uh, it's a great opening track for like a live show, especially telling a story. Thanks. You know, I've always felt a little bit uh, like I've always leaned towards the more theatrical side of things. I felt like that just conveys a little. It's, inter- it's more interesting to me. Like sure. if I, I get bored playing certain songs and stuff, and I think if I'm bored, what are those other people feeling? You know, people standing there watching. They're just standing there. If I'm up here having to orchestrate all this and I'm bored, I can't imagine how oh, awfully point, bored they are. You're going are. through the motions. 
they're sitting there going through the motions. Yeah, and, and they yeah. can see you going through the motions. And that's why we try to, we are always mixing it up. You know, we've got like four different shows on rotation. We could do it any time. You know, all these different groups, all these different band members we can bring in. You know, we try not to repeat any show over and over. And, you know, and maybe it is just like a, maybe a little intro is just a little bit of icing on the, on the cake, you know. But coming up this year, 2018, um, you're performing the Bison Plains, your, your Western rock opera. Yeah, we're going to do that twice. Uh, twice, but you've expanded the band and brought in Corbin Lee on bass, Peter Velarde on keyboards, and John Hickman singing as well, along yes, with, with you and Ashton, um, playing as a five-piece. I mean, it changes the dynamic of, of yes, the, it does. the song. Yes, it does, and also opens up a lot of opportunity. And uh, we just recorded the whole the whole Western Rock Opera Bison Plains at the Shrunken Head. Nick Lance did that, our manager. That should be out on video any day now. We're going to be performing that at the. Um, we're have, we're throwing a big party for all the breweries in town. Our uh, our brewery Wolf's Ridge is doing that. It's going to be at Ace of Cups. Uh, it's in May. We're still working details on that, but we're going to be performing that there. Last year we were rained out at Comfest, so uh, <laughs> a lot of people were rained out. Yeah, so a lot of people were rained out at Comfest. So they said, uh, you know, make sure you apply. So we're, we we. We got all the paperwork done and all that jazz, so it's looking good. Maybe uh, that should be happening. And uh, we got some shows coming up. We got one coming up. Columbus covers Columbus. Yes, yes. And uh, you know what? Um, we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show, uh, just because there's so many great bands playing that, and it's a two day show playing that show. Columbus covers Columbus on January 19th, but all the songs that. All these different bands are covering, and you're going to take part in that. We're going yeah, to, yeah. we'll talk about that um, real quickly before we take our, our next break. Do you prefer indoors or outdoor shows? Playing, I prefer outdoor, just just because I I'm a naturey sort of guy. <laughs> a nature sort of guy. <laughs> that's, that's how I, I you know I'm a, I grew up a farmer, and that's what I I identify with and. That's where I want to live, and that's where I want to be 24-7. So that's where I connect with, you know. Black Swamp Earth Rock, baby. A uh, uh, farmer from the Black Swamps in Northwest Ohio. Um, it's a neat place. A lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of good music has come out of that region yeah. of Ohio. Native American history also. Yes, very much so. But we have to take our next break. We're going to come back on the other side. Play some more music. Get some more stories out of Lou. He's Lou Walter. I am Rick Geffen. You're listening to the Cat Club Podcast. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius, Hawaiian style. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. King of the Karaoke Mike. Mr. King of the Karaoke Mike. Armed with your mic. You brazenly take to the stage, refusing to leave until every last person has been lulled into a peaceful slumber. Wake me when it's over. Country, rock, R&B. From your lips, it all sounds the same. Like a sick cat trapped under a parked car. That's a flat kitty. Sure, nobody's clapping. But that doesn't mean you can't give them six more encores. They're clapping on the inside. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh hero of the high note. You sing to the beat of a different drum. Because the one in your ear is clearly broken. Mr. Karaoke King of the Mouth. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. If all radio stations in town were palm trees, we'd be the one with the biggest coconuts. And we're back as Daymare and the music, so graciously allowing us to use this on the show. It fits, has that rock vibe. Um, this is the Cat Club Podcast. I'm your host, Rick Gethin. Lou Walter, formerly we Goons, in the studio with me. Um, how'd you come up with the name? Uh, well, it's a, it's a play on different things. Also, you know, as you may have noticed, we're history buffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah. So it comes from uh, our logo is actually a eighteen uh, hundreds uh, era uh, Colt revolver, Navy Colt. Why? Yes, it and, is. Uh, as I look at it right now. Yes, that uh, was my grandfather's actually. Nice. And uh, we we've always been into that like Western psych scene. 
So we're like, hey, you know, this will be good. So uh, a good friend of ours, Katie Arman, uh from up north, did her artwork. She's done most of our artwork for us over the years. And uh, so the, also a, you know, that's that's the, the Navy Colt, but the uh, Dragoon was a uh, a legendary pistol in the Old West. So It's ironic that you would say that about the Dragoon. Because when I was going back to my time in the service, yeah. when I was in the Army, the infantry battalion I was in was the Dragoons. So, hey. Well, kindred spirits, yeah. man. And, the, you know, the Dragoon was a, um, back in the early 1800s, was a, uh, the name for the British um, enlisted man. Like, they were heavy troopers. You know? Oh, sure, sure. So they, they were the Dragoons. So we've always been, like, a pretty uh, heavy-hitting band. You know, not that not necessarily our genre is of a heavy genre, right. but you know we've always just been like pretty hard hitting. The subject matter is is, is hard hitting and, and yeah. it's heavy, and it's not necessarily not necessarily uh, music or uh, lyrically hard hitting, although it is. But it's not. You know, you you find a way to bring the music in, and then some vocal work, and then you bring the music back over here, and it just keeps kind of like interweaving. Yeah, yeah. It, w- it was just kind of a play on either one of those, you know, and I didn't want to come up with something that I think for our, like, the some of, the, like, the fantasy stuff we dive into, we couldn't really have such, like, a, a straightforward name or, or of something you could identify with so sure. much. So I want to have something that we could, that you heard that, you would identify it immediately w- with us instead of it leading you elsewhere, you know. Yeah, and it's, it's a great thing, and, and you really... You have your own sound. You know, there's, there's nobody around here that sounds like you. Uh, doing your own thing. Um, how much of, uh, you know, bands that that, that you, uh, you know, you like, that, that, that the band likes. Obviously, we already talked about Mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Who, one of my favorites oh, yeah. growing up as a kid. Led Zeppelin. Definitely. Tame Impala, Pink Floyd, Mac DeMarco, uh, Ty Seagull, The O.C.'s. How much have they influenced what you're doing now? The um, certain techniques have been pulled from certain people in those bands, as you know, as you do with as every musician does. You know, sure. you learn in certain ways. Um, certain conceptual stuff has mostly been our own, um, but I try not to lean too heavy on you know uh, so much even like a style. Like once again, we were talking about that earlier. You know, we really try to stay away from stylized stuff. And to just really forge your own path—that's a big focal point for me. Sure. And uh, so I think what it mostly what what we pull from other bands is their ability to create moods, mm-hmm. and that's really important to me. So I figure out how they do that, you know, in what ways this put on top of this. What you know, how does this create this feeling and that? So instead of you know saying, well, you can hear it because they sound like this, you know, that's I don't think that's ever really been the case for us in you know, so many ways because. Well, like I said, I can I can hear bits and pieces, yeah, yeah, from all these different bands, you know, over a, a wide range of, of years. It's not just like a small thing, but you don't sound like one particular yeah. thing. Um, you know, we throughout the years, we you know, you've even had a lot of similar interests and stuff. But uh, like, I'll go through weird periods where I will like I'll really study a group and then I'll never listen to them ever again. I I like them and I might even list them as some of my favorites, but I'll never listen to it again. Um, just because I'm, I'm too busy, I'm too busy writing and exploring these new areas myself. Like mm. I, I think I have a really overactive uh, imagination, and that keeps me pretty occupied. <laughs> you have, dare I say, an old soul. You know, you had that that when I was a kid, which is pre. And yes, I'm dating myself now, but it's you know pre-internet <laughs> where where you had to have an imagination. You know, you go outside to play and. and your imagination is what took over. Yeah, yeah. You know, whether you were playing cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers, you're playing, you know, military, you're in the army as yeah. a little kid, or Middle Earth, or whatever. Yeah. Your imagination well, was I, was limitless. For sure. You know, I've been a bookworm my entire life, and I had, and I was lucky early on to be exposed to the works of Tolkien. Awesome. Um, you know, that's that's a big one for me, and. Um, you know, it, it, the Chronicle, Chronicles of Narnia, I remember reading as a child. But after that, it was just the whole world was wide open. I think growing up, you know, obviously we, in my childhood, we had a computer and we had the internet right. and stuff like that. But, like, you know, we were we were farmers and I just grew up, like, in adventure and traveling all over mm-hmm. and doing this. And that was always, 
that was always so important to me to like to be able to be out and embracing you know what's actually around me and like even these days i have a computer for doing some business online but right. in, like it's just that doesn't that doesn't do it for me i guess well being cognizant of the world around you i believe makes you a better person you know oh. you're not you're not buried in in your phone or in the internet or or whatnot but it allows you to see more of the world yeah. by, by you know being aware of where you are to to be aware is to be alive Oh, exactly. I like that. Be aware is be alive. That's amazing. You got to be here, man. And we're here. We're here, sitting here, here right now. now. We're still gonna. We're still gonna take a look in the history. But let's play some more music. Okay, let's do it. Jeff Rose Cookies from Live at ninety six E. A little this shout is... out to Jeff Rose. A little shout Jeff. out. It's the Ragoons, baby. Was that was our, our last, last song. song. Yeah, it might have been the last <laughs> song on the album, but it wasn't. It was actually the second track, Jeff Rose Cookies. That was the Ragoons. <laughs> just a Walker. little joke. It was just a little <laughs> joke. Well, you have to make a little joke when you're playing a house show. I like to keep it light. That's what I do. Well, some, you, you know, some people write. Some people cook. I clown. I clown, Rick. I'm not sure <laughs> what I do yet, so... <laughs> I write a lot of dribble. Uh-huh. That's good dribble. Um, but we have fun on the show every week, and I'm so glad that uh, that Lou Walter or the Ragoons joined us. Well, thanks for week. having me out. 
Uh, first show of 2018. Um, we're getting, uh, you know, we're getting pretty close to our anniversary, man, which is kind of scary. February. February 3rd is our anniversary show. January 17th oh, is actually the actual date. Yeah. Um, but the show. The show is February show 3rd. Is February so. 3rd. Big Room Bar. Okay. CD 102.5 Studios. Um, but when when is your next show? January 20th, Columbus covers Columbus at the Shrunken Head. We are on at 8.35, and we are covering four or five other songs from local Columbus bands. And we're doing that as the Regulars Power Duo, so it's just the guitar with the line of amps behind it and the drum set. Also known as the Flying Eye featuring the Burgoons. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's our little, uh, little side project we like to go under sometimes. Oh, there you go. You'll probably see me in the flight suit. Ooh. Usually wear a flight suit for the power duo, and Ashen wears a very sparkly t-shirt. Very flaming lips-esque. I'm just letting it loose. <laughs> or Keith Moon <laughs> from The Who. Yeah, a, he was a big in... Uh, and and well, Pete Townsend. Pete, Pete was a big... Uh, yeah, I'll be playing the SG there, too, so it'll be a little bit Who-esque. Oh, he's okay, he's so a secretly one of our bigger we're gonna be We're going to be looking for the for the uh, the Pete Townsend like vibe going on emanating from Lou Walter at that show. January 20th, Shrunken Head. Uh, The bands that you're covering, Mm -hmm. now it's Columbus covers Columbus, so you're covering Columbus bands. Yes, we are. Uh, You're covering the Turbos. Yes, sir. Doing their song, Fine China. Good friends of ours. Good friends of ours. The Crashlanders. Also good friends of ours. Their song, Swelter. It's nasty. Garbage Greek. Yes. Lee Lee Mason. Their uh, song, Honey Eye. Mm Mm-hmm. Band called Coco and their song entitled Something. No, it's not entitled Something. I, I could. Oh, I haven't decided. It? No, I haven't. I haven't decided on which song. So I just <laughs> wrote something. They have so many good. They band called Coco has so many good ones, and those are good friends of ours, Jeff Trashen, and uh, so we're gonna be picking one. And we and uh, we, we're still open for the last suggestion. But you so, have some yes. good ones too. Uh, go to Columbus covers Columbus on Facebook. Look for Lou Walter L E W Walter. Mm-hmm. He's in there under the discussion side, looking for uh, suggestions from the fans. Let him know what what the Flying Eye featuring the Ragoons should cover. Hit me, hit me with him. You already you already know my choices. I know I'm your choices. Throwing a couple your way. They're at the top of the list. <laughs> well, we have to take another break. We're going to come back on the other side for our final segment. One more song from the live at ninety six E EP. He's Lou Walter of the Ragoons. I'm Rick Gethin, and you're listening to the Cat Club Podcast. This is the music show your mother warned you about. When you work late nights in dark, repulsive conditions, you probably expect to get paid. They don't. There are thousands of hardworking, underpaid men and women in your city right now. They're called musicians. Any given night of the week, they put themselves on the line for you and your drunk friends. The problem? You're not even there. The beer he got paid with tonight will never keep him warm. That guitar she still owes 12 payments on will never love her back. You can help. Go to your local dive bar right now. Pay the cover charge. Sit down with one of these outcasts and put yourself in their shoes. Take one home. Hell, take two if you want. Support local music. Sleep with a musician tonight. Without you, all we have left are ballads. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? The waning moments of today's show, this week's show, are brought to you by J. Lore, <laughs> a Cabernet Sauvignon from 2015 that we're enjoying here for the final segment of the Cat Club Podcast. With me in the studio, Lou Walter of the Ragoons. Hello. Ashton couldn't make it. No. Um, and Nick... I mean, Nick's the manager. We don't need to hear from him. <laughs> but ladies, he looks pretty. So you he know. Is. He's a very handsome boy. Check him out at the Shrunken Head, January 20th. <laughs> He'll be there. Naked. Oh, I don't know about that. 
kind of crazy. Oh, whoops. whoops. Um, the Columbus covers Columbus. Just before we get into playing the final song here, uh, this is the the brainchild of Tony Casa from Zootrip, Zootrip. correct? And they live just down like just, a couple houses away from you, just down the road. And I have had the pleasure that I can and can't remember of spending some time with those, some late nights with those guys once in a while. And stumbling back a few houses to your own. Yeah, home. well, it's close. Well, that's that's it's always a, a nice thing, right? I threw up one time afterwards. So that's a true story, but you know, it comes with the territory. Well, you know. You'll have nights like that. You'll have nights like that. Whoops. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I think Mom's going to be listening to this one, huh? Mm, probably not. So the Earth Rock, obviously the Black Swamps of, of Northwest Ohio, mm-hmm. um, but the, the Earth Rock, I mean, it conveys really, in, in a, a literal sense, what you are sonically. Well, I'm a... Uh Astrologically, I'm a Taurus, and that is an Earth sign. And um, re- somebody recently got me into that a little bit, started figuring some things out. And I was like, well, it makes a lot of sense. I've always felt connected in that way uh, to the Earth. I've done a lot of mountain climbing, um, you know, traveled all over across the U.S. Always been always been connected in that way, and it's always I've always felt grounded in that way. And uh, I just, you know, that my inspiration has come from nature so many times that I felt like it it needs to have its. Um, it's due, and and when describing or talking about it, you know. Well, there's there's so many bands, um, all over the world that, you know, they have a hard time really defining what their sound is. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't really describe it. Um, yeah, I mean, so much stuff for us isn't just written about a, you know, a, a time or this or something that happened. You know, I try. I feel like that this this being in this band and writing. And being an artist is only a very, very small part of the rest of my entire life. You know, and it's just, I want to incorporate everything into, into that, you know, and give everything its, everything its credit. And there's so many, so many um, uh, you know, instances where, where that's where my inspiration, my writing has come from. So I feel it's important. It's a great thing, and you really hit the nail on the head. But here's the last song, Sun, from Live at 96E by The Ragoons. <laughs>
Thank you for being in our video. We're the Raccoons. This is our last song. All these tunes you have heard came from our nuggets. That's just fantastic stuff right there. Uh, the song is called Sun. The band is called the Raccoons. With us in the studio, Lou Walter. Just fantastic music you guys have. Thank you. Um, it all it comes to me at certain times here and there, and it, you just got to let it happen, I suppose. Have the right stuff set up around you, and the right uh, like the right settings in your home, and you know. Around. I mean, how important is having Ashton Bjorling by your side in the band? Mm-hmm. Having known him since you were kids, I mean, how important is that to? making the art that you make yeah well you know we've come up with all this conceptual stuff together mm -hmm. so we're really on the same page and he's a, a bit of a dreamer also so we can really us together we can really dive deep into these stories and stuff we create and then come with the music back out mm -hmm. of there um but you know it's we're also it's all you're right it's also on a different level because we've been friends since we were kids and pl always played music together you know, he's uh, really hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. So he gets back there, play behind the drum set, puts in earplugs. He can't hear a whole lot what's going on, but it, we've been together for so long. He knows my body motions, my facial expressions. So him he and I... He can read the cues yeah. just, from, just from your movements then. Oh, yeah. If he heard nothing, it would probably be, the show would probably be just the same. And uh, so we, him and I have, have that level of communication. It's just that unspoken thing that can only be between people like that, I suppose. So, like, when it comes down to actually talking and hashing out ideas, it, it usually things flow pretty well. And it's like him and I have always been that driving force that keep things moving along and moving in that direction and keeping these ideas alive. So, the Tractor Factory, which is obviously the next rock opera, and, and, yeah. and you've already told us that, you know, you, you're going to do the... The, the cold weather experiment. The cold, cold weather experiment. I was going to say, you know, just, you know, lock yourself in a freezer, but... Yeah. Um, I'm going to go in some old abandoned buildings, <laughs> some old abandoned buildings up north. So it's going to it's going to be old and derelict and concrete in the middle of the night and cold. So it's just going to be in that setting like those guys were in, you know. And it was it was a scary time back then. Oh, very, and, very much so. And having to live under constant gunfire and yep. shelling and and like you said, one of the harshest harshest winters. So kids, learn your history. Yes, please do. It's worth it. It's worth it. And you always have something and these to talk things about. called books. Yeah, they, they're made of paper and yes. wood and glue and bronze. And they're fantastic. Well, some of them. <laughs> well, yes, most not, of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. What's your favorite novel? Uh, of, if oh. you had to pick one novel, what's your favorite novel? Can I pick a series? Sure. Is that okay? That's okay. I've always been a big Lord of the Rings fan. Okay. But uh, there's a great... It's a, it's a true story of Moby Dick. It's called In the Heart of the Sea by Nathaniel Philbrick. Yep. And it's the true story of the Essex, and that's where our song In the Heart of the Sea come, uh, comes from. And that's actually part of the uh, Western rock opera. But that's uh, that's one of my favorites. It's pretty intense and pretty bleak, but it's really good. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's pretty bleak, yes, but it's it's very much what it was like. Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. almost like a true telling. Of, of it was. What it was like. Back it was. Then. It was the story based off the two, the two guys they found in a lifeboat, and they only lived long in, a couple days, long enough to tell the story of what happened in right. their lifeboat. There were two or three other lifeboats, and that they never saw ever again. So it is. It is the true story of those guys. But you said novel, and I think that well, sometimes novel the fictional. book. It, it, it can be fiction or nonfiction. I don't. It doesn't matter. Sure. To me. Sure. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pin you down to that. I mean, it's, yeah. what what is your favorite? Reading material. Oh, it's 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 got to be like high fantasy. It's a tie between high fantasy and usually uh, war history, or like dramatic history. You know, such as the Essex and being shipwrecked. Mm -hmm. True stories of survival, things like that. But mine know, tend to go a little bit darker. Yeah, I and mean, one of my favorite, one of my favorite books would probably be Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad. Yeah. Okay. Um, which was what Apocalypse Now was based uh -huh. on. Yes, it was. Um, film version, you know, brought into the modern day and, and set in Vietnam by Francis Ford Coppola. But it was such an amazing book. Um, also said it's supposed to be one of the best representations of the Vietnam War and the conditions there yeah. on film. Well, it took them two years to make the film. Yeah. Also, come and see 
is a Russian film, and it's supposed to be one of the greatest accounts of the uh, of the Blitzkrieg in, in Prussia. Really, that's a really great film if you've never seen it. It's called Come and See. It's really, really good. I Very intense. That one. It's it's a classic, man. It's a classic. Well, but I, here we go on the history have... tan- <laughs> tangent. Well, you know, we always go off the rails at some point. You got to. It's, it keeps it variety is the spice of spice pizza, of life. The, sure, of pizza. Drugs are for people who can't handle reality. <laughs> hey, hey. As, as the saying goes, you know, or is it the other way around? I can't remember. I don't I'm know. On too many drugs. There he goes, one of God's own prototypes, a high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, and too rare to die. And that, of course, is an excerpt read by Johnny Depp in the movie. Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite authors, Hunter S. Thompson. Yes. Agreed. Uh, agreed. We have to thank Lou Walter so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. His Thank band is The Ragoons. Check them out January 20th at the Shrunken Head for Columbus Covers Columbus. The Flying Eye featuring The Ragoons. That's who they are. Next week, today. we're going to have more music, more stories. See ya! Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail.